Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 153. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this week it should be Help I'm Going Solo on this podcast. That's right, my friends. I am here by myself in the studios, and my good friend Chris Biting is not able to join us this week. He is the, he's really the magic behind this particular show. So, this is your first time tuning in to Help I Got a Mac. I ask you that you do me a favor. Check out the show before this and hopefully next week's show to get a really good feel for how this podcast runs. Although, as you guys know, my philosophy is that if at all possible, the show should go on. Very rarely do I actually just cancel a show, but that happens from time to time as well. But hey, today's show is going to be titled, and I'm saying the word show a whole lot. But anyway, we are going to title this episode, Things That We Never Thought We Would See From Apple. Now, I'm not a huge fan of making predictions. Uh, I know that this is something that tech outlets, you know, podcasts, websites, and all of these other things, uh, all these other uh, places, at the end of the year, usually at the end of the year, they make their predictions of what's going to happen in the year ahead. And I believe, Chris, uh, back in December, the last week in December, I think uh, we were asked, or Chris may have actually brought up the topic of what we thought our predictions were for Apple <clears throat> in the new year. And um, for me, I want to say that I called it. I, you know, I, I made a prediction, and I believe that I was spot on. And in fact, that is wasn't intended to be a... Uh, a pun, but I guess it could be because uh, it's all about what I had said about Spotify. Now, here's what I had predicted. I had predicted that in the year 2011, Spotify would come to the United States and be available to all of us. And in response to Spotify being available in the United States, that iTunes would finally release, uh, open up the gates and let us know uh, via an announcement that indeed they are going to fire up their own iTunes subscription service and that it will be a monthly fee and you can have access to you know their, their library. Now, is this a reality? Here's what I have for you. Spotify just this week signed their first United States music label company, Sony to their service. This that's right. So Sony, I believe, is the largest uh, music label out there, or the owner of music. Um, now, of course, for this to be successful, they, they're going to need to add at least another one or two big labels uh, to their agreements as well. I think the fact that they started with Sony and got Sony on board means that we'll probably see the others uh, join in. And if that's the case, um, then then I believe probably maybe even within the first three months of this year, we might see Spotify available to us. Now, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, what is Spotify? Spotify is um, it's a service 
that is a monthly subscription to music and it allows you to pay a monthly fee. Actually, no, in the in, in Europe, uh, you can get it for free with advertising. So, <clears throat> so without costing any money at all, you can choose what song you'll want to listen to when you want to listen to it as often as you want to listen to it. And it's available for free with advertisements. Although they also have a premium service where if you pay monthly, uh, you will get that same service, but without advertising. And my prediction was that this would come to the U.S. Now, of course, there are some other services out there that uh, Chris was talking about either last week or a couple weeks ago where he said that another service was rolling out something similar to this. And I think it might have been Stitcher Radio or or something else. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, um, the, uh, here, here's the deal. Now, the second half of my prediction has not come true. And, of course, the whole you know Spotify being available to the U.S., isn't necessarily fully realized yet, but I believe that this is a sign, especially with a deal being signed with Sony, uh, that this is uh, a sign of things to come. And I have very little doubt that if Spotify is made available on the iPhone, uh, that we will see iTunes tell us the real reason for that data center, which is going to be a streaming subscription iTunes service. So... We'll see. We'll see if it happens, and if it did, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to say I told you so, <laughs> although I could be wrong. Anyway, another thing that we never thought we would see from uh, Apple seems to be imminent as far as its release, and that is the white unicorn, I mean, the white iPhone from Apple. Uh, according to Engadget and Mac Rumors, uh, Mashable's reporting that the white iPhone 4 units are starting to show up in inventory systems at, <coughs> excuse me, at Vodafone Germany and also in Best Buy's inventory systems. Seems like there's some leaked screenshots that are available of the Best Buy inventory system and that actually indicates that there would be a projected in-stock date of the white iPhone 4 as early as February 27th, 2011, which happens to be my stepdad's birthday. Very cool. Anyway, I find that pretty exciting uh, for a lot of you out there who are going to go out and get that white iPhone. I I can't imagine how many folks out there who have been holding off not buying an iPhone 4 just because they were waiting, they were waiting for the white iPhone. And personally, my feeling about the white iPhone is it doesn't seem all that appealing to me at all. Uh, I have, well, I actually, it's it's a it's a white paperweight now because my daughter spilled a ton of lemonade down into my white MacBook. But my white MacBook, I got that, and that thing looks as dirty as all get out, and I took very good care of it. Uh, you know, I've got these aluminum keyboards with their white keys all over them, and you know, the one here for my 27-inch iMac is is it's okay. The one upstairs is for the the family Mac. Uh, it's okay right now. But the the aluminum keyboard that I have with white keys on it that I've had for about a year or so, uh, well, for about a year, uh, the it's not looking so good. It, it it I mean, obviously, it needs to be wiped down or cleaned or something. But uh, I don't know. Just white just doesn't seem to be something I'd want to have. It, it's the same reason I wouldn't want a white car. You don't see a lot of white cars today, do you? Or do you? I don't know. 
I work from home and I don't get out as much as I used to. So uh, I'll have to I'll have to remember to look out and see if I can see what some white cars uh, in the future when I'm out there. All right, so the next thing I have on here is the Apple shares dropped 5% after the announcement that G- Steve Jobs is going to be taking or has taken a medical leave. Now, um, first and foremost, uh, you know, I want to express that not because of my desire for new tech gadgets and and for Apple to do awesome, um, but but just for the purpose of I really care about this guy. Uh, I, I pray that Steve Jobs will be able to uh, get some help from his doctors to get his nutrition uh, and his nutrients for his body and, and that things will turn around for him. I know that he recently had, uh, was it a liver transplant, I believe? Uh, I can't remember. But um, anyway, I, I just, I'm just i just hoping and praying that, that Steve Jobs will be able to return to full health, uh, whether he's able to come back to Apple or not. Um, now, of course... The question all the time with this story is whether or not Apple will continue to remain as profitable, <coughs> excuse me, as innovative and everything else after Steve Jobs leaves. Now, here's the here's the thing. I the day after Steve Jobs announces that he's taking a medical leave, I see a story on Mashable where Apple COO, I think it was chief operating officer, um whatever whoever that is, uh I heard that he said he had made a comment about uh, one of the Android tablets or something else like that, but it was it was something really weird, and, and it just doesn't seem right for Apple to just, anybody related to Apple in any position to just say some kind of flippant remark that, that would put down another service, um, and I don't know. Of course, then again, we have heard Steve Jobs say that, you know, Blu-ray is a bag of hurt. And we're not going to include it. We have heard um, Apple say, you know, Flash is insecure. It ha- it slows things down, and 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 all of these other things. So so maybe maybe the fact that Steve Jobs is on medical leave really isn't um, an indicator of how Apple can go on the record and say some pretty stupid things uh, without thinking about it. But anyway, I am certainly hoping that Apple will continue to find great success. One of the things that I heard this week is that. Um, uh okay yeah one of the things that i had heard was that and i just lost my train of thought there (laughs) i don't remember what i heard how about this we'll move on uh apple ipod touch now accounts for half actually more than half of ipod sales in recent quarters apple has seen sales of ipod uh, of the ipod fall flat as a uh, signal to uh, to some that the iPhone is starting to cannibalize sales of the standalone MP3 players. And I can certainly see that happening. And in fact, I see that happening a great deal more now that we have a Verizon iPhone. However, uh, Apple just had an earnings call uh, recently, and they noted that the sales of the iPod Touch are continu- continuing to grow. In fact, the company says that iPod Touch now makes up for more than half of the total iPod sales, up 27% over uh, year, uh, year over year. So anyway, that means that the company sold roughly 10 million of the device, of the iPod uh, Touch device in the quarter, I guess the last quarter of last year. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it basically what's going on here is the iPods 
uh, like the Nano and uh, the Classic and the Shuffle. Those things, I think we're going to see those eventually get to the point where, honestly, why would you want one? Uh, although, I will, I, some folks can argue that, you know, hey, the runners are going to love this. Uh, still, for the price point for kids, um, you know, that, that these, these devices are going to, I don't think they're going to go away. But uh, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see some pretty amazing things happen in the space of the iPod Touch. And uh, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if the classic eventually disappears. That's just my thought. Anyway, I want to say thank you to Keith Parsons, who recently told me about Talk-A-Tone. That's right, Talk-A-Tone, although it is all one word. I'll put a link to the iTunes Store um, page where you can find this application. Let me read to you what it says here. Talk-A-Tone is a free Google Talk and Google Voice client with iOS, iOS 4 backgrounding and local notifications, which offers exciting instant messenger, voice calling over Wi-Fi, and 3G location sharing features in less technical terms. Uh, basically, oh, okay, so those are the technical terms. And in here, the article says, here are the less technical terms, or the description. Backgrounding and local notifications mean that the app is always on, even when the app's not on, it's on. So the, so the background, does that mean... No, I don't think so. What if it's not open? What if you never opened it? I haven't tried this yet. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> background is it basically, so when your friend sends you a message, you'll get it right away. Even, okay, it says, even if Talkatone is in the background. See, this is the problem with Skype. I don't want just the background. I want to. I want people to be able to to send me push notifications uh, if, I, if I get a message when Skype is not running. And I would want the same thing for Talkatone or whatever the case may be. Anyway, it says voice calling over Wi-Fi and 3G and location sharing feature. Oh, no, we already read that part. Sorry. Because who, let's see, really, who wants to receive a message about the most exciting game that is on TV right now only when it's almost over or as, you know, as Push does? Well, I certainly would love to see Push as a backup to if the the item is is, uh, 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 shut down. Anyway, voice calling over Wi-Fi and 3G is, well, just that. Chat with your tech-savvy friends via Google Talk about the great restaurant you found over Google, or use Google Voice to call your bank to confirm a credit card charge or vice versa if your bank is uh, fancier than your friends. We hope not. Anyway, the situation here is um, I have not been able to get this to work with my Google apps yet. Uh, you'll remember Google Voice, or maybe you don't remember, let me just share with you, that if you have a Gmail account, I know for a fact this this is true, that if you have a Gmail account, uh, inside of your Gmail, they have Google Talk inside of there, which is their you know instant messaging, and they now have Google Voice integrated in with your Gmail account and Google Talk so that you can actually use uh, from the browser, you can make a telephone call. All right. Now, I'm not sure that this is available in Google Apps yet. Although, when I read the description, it seemed to say that yes, this will work with Google Apps. But when I loaded up the application and put in my um, Google Apps account information, it told me that before it would work, I needed to go in and make at least one call with my Google Talk on my Google Apps. Well, as a Google Apps administrator, I need to go in and turn the Google Talk feature on because I've just never really used that. Ah, Not in the apps anyway. And I'm not a big, huge fan of instant messaging. 
anyway, and if I do use instant messaging, it's with Skype and it's usually just with my, uh, my assistant and, and stuff like that. Otherwise, you know, you get those interruptions throughout the day and, and it keeps you from doing the things that you should be doing. Anyway, so um, you know what? This Talkatone app, I don't know if it's going to last inside of uh, the i uh, Apple Store for too long or the App Store for too long. So I would encourage you to go ahead and do a search for Talkatone or go to uh, helpigotamac.com. Look for episode 153. Get that as quickly as possible. And therefore, you will be able to uh, to get that. And I and theoretically, you'd be able to make phone calls and receive phone calls over uh, over Google Talk for free using that search uh, or system. However, you could do the same thing with Skype. Although with Skype phone calls, it's not free. But uh, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, backgrounding is great, and I think backgrounding needs to be there. But by golly, if the if I never if I just reset my phone. And because let's just say I just needed to reset my phone. It was starting to get a little buggy or something like that. If I reset my phone and I'm out and about and I forget to go and restart Skype or restart this talk-a-tone, well, then I'm not going to get notifications when people are trying to reach me. And I don't like that. I think we need the ability for these applications that, you know, whether they're asleep or awake, you know, it needs to have some kind of smart feature built in. To where if it's if the app is awake and it's in backgrounding or active mode, then the push notifications are overridden by local notifications. Um, and if the application is um, is uh, not open, then push notifications should be able to just push right on through to the phone, even if it's a few minutes late. Uh, although a few minutes late when it's a telephone call probably wouldn't be a good idea either. Anyway, uh, one other item here. Uh, last week, I believe it was, or maybe it was two weeks ago, Chris uh, told us about an updating, upcoming change to the Virgin Mobile MiFi. Uh, remember, this is the device that Chris had told me about. This is the MiFi uh, device from Virgin Mobile US, where I think I paid like $150 for the, the, this MiFi modem, and I have zero contract for, I don't have a contract for any period of time. And I could load up, uh, pay $10 for, I think, 24 hours of access, or I could pay, um, or it might be 10 days of access, I can't remember. Uh, or I could pay $40 for a, uh, a month and have 30 days of unlimited bandwidth. And that's with no contract. And I've used that twice or maybe even three times. And, and I've gone month after month after month without having to pay $40 a month when I'm not using that device. Well, this is pretty exciting except that Chris had told us uh, in a recent episode that Virgin Mobile was making a change to their service come um, February. And the idea was that they were going to get rid of the unlimited plan and put a five gig limit on the whole setup. Well, I want to give you guys an update and tell you about the email that I just received uh, this past week from Virgin Mobile. It says, hey, Cliff, Here at Virgin Mobile, our mission is to deliver an outstanding customer experience. Sometimes that means making difficult choices in order to provide the best possible service to the greatest number of customers. To make sure that we can keep offering our $40 unlimited broadband to go plan at such a great price, we're putting a speed limit in place for anyone on the plan who uses over 5 gigabytes a month. How will this work? Starting February 15th, 2011, if you go over 5 gigabytes in a month 
on the $40 unlimited plan, your speeds will go will be limited for the remainder of the monthly plan cycle. During this time, you may experience slower page loads and file downloads and lags in streaming, streaming media. Your data speeds will return to normal as soon as you buy a new broadband-to-go plan uh, for the next month, you know, basically. The change will only affect plans bought on or after February 15th, 2011. So if you need unlimited with, uh, you know, go on February 14th and grab your unlimited to go. Anyway, so the question is, how will this affect me, you might ask? Keep in mind that five gigabytes of data is a lot of data. To give you an idea, it's about 250 hours of web browsing or over 500,000 emails. So this change shouldn't affect you unless you're a heavy downloader slash streaming user. How will it affect me if I'm... Uh, how, how will I know if I'm getting close to five gigabytes? It says we're updating the progress bar in your connection manager to show the amount of data that you've used. If you go over the five gig limit in a month, the bar will will actually turn yellow, letting you know that your data speeds ha- will be reduced until you buy a new plan. By putting this speed limit in place, we're making sure that we can deliver the same quality service you've come to expect from broadcan- broadband to go. We hope you understand. Thanks for being a customer, you know, one of our customers, blah, blah, blah. I want to say I'm extremely excited about this. I am because technically speaking, they are still giving me unlimited access to the web for $40. And they're giving me my great, wonderful high speed, well, high for their services, I think it's like, you know, they it's the they average about 600 kilobytes per second down and I've been able to get up to uh 1.1 megs, 1.2 megs, which not too bad. Um up speeds are supposed to be around uh 300 to 600 kilobits and that's about what I've seen with them. But still, uh, unlimited bandwidth uh all the way up to five or high speed all the way up through five gigabytes. And then if I go over five gigabytes, I'm still gonna be able to browse the web. I'm still gonna be able to check my email. I'm still gonna be able to do a bunch of you know things that I wanna do. So I'm not getting shut down. And I completely agree here. You know, I don't want literally thousands of people out there streaming, you know, Netflix and 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 movies onto their iPads using this service and and shutting, you know, you know, shutting me down. You know, so yeah, I, I'm totally cool with this idea, and I'm just thankful that after five gigs they're not shutting you down, or after five gigs they're actually off, you know, making it to where you have to pay more. Uh, I really think this is a great approach to the situation there. All righty, and uh, Andy says, why don't they stop calling this unlimited and make it deluxe or grande? And uh, I would agree with you in most cases, Andy, especially for people who say it's you've got a five gig limit. Uh, but the truth is, is Virgin Mobile US, with everything that's in this email, technically speaking, I feel confident and I feel great as a customer in still considering this to be an unlimited data plan uh, for $40 a month. And the first five gigs absolutely has no throttling in speed. But man, if you're going to go over five gigs, then you know we're going to throttle things down a little bit and and uh, and certainly after five gigs, then you know if you still want to watch your uh, your Netflix and your Hulu and Plus and all that other stuff on your iPad, you know after your you know after you start go, after you go over your five gig plan, 
then by golly, just go in and sign up for another five gig plan, you know, three, you know, five days into your plan of where you've watched nonstop movies back to back, back to back, back to back. I, I'm totally cool with that. I like it. Alrighty, and uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to wrap the show by sharing with you some changes I, I had mentioned at the end of the show last week. Some big changes are coming to gspn.tv and plus membership and all kinds of other things and, and that I had a huge decision that I was going to be facing and I have made that decision. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the first thing I want to say is this. Please do me a favor and go to gspn.tv slash plus. All right. I'm going to ask you to do me that favor. Go to gspn.tv slash plus. Now, of course, I'm having some issues with my site uh, today as uh, as I'm recording this, but um, hopefully the site will pull up for you. Uh, go to gspn.tv slash plus and you can read the full description of, of what plus membership is, how it's all changing and, and stuff like that. Um, and especially if you're a, an existing gspn.tv plus member, before you make any decisions to change anything, will you please go read that before you do and email me with any questions you might have and I'll be happy to help you out. But here's the situation and I hope this will be good news to everybody. Effective immediately, retroactively to January 1st, 2011, every episode of Help I Got a Mac from this point forward will be made available for free to everyone in the world. Again, I'll say that one more time. Every episode of this podcast and, get this, every other gspn.tv podcast that I produce, every episode from January 2011 forward will be made available for free in iTunes, you know, to everybody who's subscribed to our regular feeds. Uh, previously, we had been given out about one or two episodes a month for free, and our Plus members, uh, if you wanted an episode every single week, you had to pay $10 a month to have access to every episode of this podcast and all of our other shows. And I've made a huge decision to give away every episode of every show we produce available for free. Now, the thing is, though, is we're hoping that our, our exi- a majority of our um, existing gspn.tv plus members will continue to stay on board with their mon- monthly contributions. And, um, and, and of course, uh, the reason w- for doing this is that, um, you know, it, it's been my desire and it's been my, uh, you know, coming back to my true calling into why I started podcasting full-time is because I wanted to do this as a service to the community. And in fact, I felt called to to perform uh, weekly shows that are beneficial, that are entertaining, that are educational, that are encouraging, and that will inspire you to do something awesome with your life. And the other thing is, is originally we were thinking about changing uh, the benefits of Plus Membership. And so I, I, did, I brought together an entire advisory board and this advisory board, I, I, I gave them the task of helping me come up with a whole list of new benefits that we would offer to PLUS members. And we came up with a great list of benefits. And you can read about those at gspn.tv slash PLUS. And all of those benefits had everything to do with participating in the community. So, not, so the content would be a free, but there would be some amazing opportunities to plug into real relationships with some other people in our community 
And that would be the benefit of plus membership moving forward. That would be, or not to mention, when I say that, I mean those things, which several benefits came out of that discussion. And then I th- then some, Stephen Cross, a good friend of mine, suggested, why don't you make that available for free as well? And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about, Willis? Now, I know that some of the younger folks listening to this, they have no idea what I'm saying when I say that. But that's the reaction that I had. I'm like, what are you talking about? Making plus membership, you know, at just the plus membership free, huh? And uh, the idea here is that, you know, uh, uh, the content is not the only thing about what gspn.tv uh, is about. I mean, our content is is literally 50% of who we are. Our community is the other part of it. And, and I'm telling you, if, if you've only listened to our content and you've not interacted in a live gspn.tv chat room, if you've not participated in our online community site, if you're not if you've not connected with other people in the community on Twitter and Facebook and, and talked with them, and if you've not been to one of our meetups, if, if, yeah, I mean, you are missing out on the, really, I think, the most awesome part of GSPN, and that is the other po- uh, folks out there. So, um, yeah, so some very big things are about ready to happen here. And I, I took Stephen's advice, I thought about it, prayed about it, and yes. You actually the the additional benefits of plus membership those new benefits they're not technically free but they might as well be because here's the situation um, how it works out is that uh, technically speaking you can become a gspn.tv plus member there's just one requirement you have to contribute a minimum of one dollar a one time dollar donation that's it that that's the minimum requirement now one person has already taken us up on that offer and that's completely fine and 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 that's the reason why i made it i want the barrier to entry uh to to join our community to be as low as possible so that anybody can come in no matter what your financial situation is we want everybody to be able to benefit from all of the content and all of the benefits of being a participant in the most amazing, I think, the most amazing online community in the world. Uh, and, 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 and I really believe that. So um, here's the thing. It, it, technically speaking, here's, here's the situation. Uh, basically, <laughs> John Wilkerson says, all of this for $1 plus $8.95 shipping and handling. No, it, it, seriously, though, here, here's the situation. We hope that um, our, our existing Plus members would continue to, to contribute the $10 a month. And in fact, if you become a gspn.tv Plus member, the recommended contribution is $10 a month. But there are now options for monthly contributions, you know, a subscription to a monthly contribution for amounts higher than $10 a month, and there are the option for amounts lower than $10 a month. And, obviously, as mentioned before, there is an option for one-time contributions, and uh, it can be $1 or anything above that. Um, And so... Uh, so so that's the thing. And here's the other big kicker here. Have you been a gspn.tv plus member in the past? Let's just say two years ago, you signed up for plus membership. You you were on board with us paying the $10 a month for, you know, let's say six, eight or nine months and you got laid off and couldn't afford it anymore and, and you felt really bad and, and you, you dropped off your plus membership. Well, here's the deal. Once you become a plus member as of January, and this goes retro, retroactive all the way back to 2008. Uh, once you have become a gspn.tv plus member, you are a plus member for life. That's right. So if you've ever been a plus member in the past, 
You are an existing Plus member today, and you have access to everything. And so, there's like I said, there's a whole lot more about it. Go to gspn.tv slash plus. I know I've talked a lot about it here now. I want to say there's some very exciting things happening. Uh, the other thing I want to let you know, some other benefits um, and some other things that are going to be going on. There's going to be a monthly conference call uh, for gspn.tv plus members. The next, uh, the first one of this year is going to be scheduled for, is scheduled for January 29th, 2009. Uh, and you can find information about that at gspncommunity.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see a little thing where it says events. And uh, we're going to have a community uh, call. And uh, the conference call is going to be available for any of the folks who are participating. You can call in via Skype or you can call in via via telephone. And uh, we're just going to have a great conversation. And the focus of this first call is what are your goals and plans for and hopes and dreams for 2011? Uh, You know, how how are you, you know, what are you going to do to to accomplish those things? And, And hopefully we can encourage one another through through that conversation. Uh, do me a favor, uh, go over to gspncommunity.com and uh, click on that event and go ahead and RSVP and let us know that you'll be there. It'll be great to see who's coming. So so yeah, community calls. Uh, also, want to let you know, Community Voice Podcast, it is back. And if you don't know what the Community Voice Podcast is, do me a favor, just go over to gspn.tv and under Browse Our Shows, click on Community Voice and there's a description right there. It is, it's literally something that's been on my heart for a very long time, and I am so glad it is back, and it's back on a weekly basis. Um, also, uh, we are planning uh, to do at least one, and we are desiring uh, greatly to do a two gspn.tv community meetups per year. Uh, the original idea is to do one in the summer and one in the winter, and Allison L. from our GSPN community, uh, she is coming down in a couple weeks to meet with Stephanie, and she's spending the weekend here, and there's, it's going to be a planning session. And there's already a conversation over at GSPN com- community in the forum, uh, GS- gspncommunity.com. And uh, if you have questions, comments, or you want to make suggestions for that, uh, our, an- our annual meetup or meetups, Uh, then I encourage you to participate in that discussion there. And then uh, the other thing I want to let you know about is, um, guys, you got to check it out, gspncommunity.com. That's right. It is our our brand new online community site. Uh, It's at gspncommunity.com. And I'm really not going to go into it any further than just to say it is pure awesomeness. Uh, it is designed for our plus members, so you you we do want you to be a plus member to sign up and participate in that community. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you, you know, we've talked about what it takes to become a plus member, and and the barrier to entry to anybody listening to this is so low that it might as well be free. But uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, that's that's the way it's going. That's that's the that's the future. And so, uh, obviously, I won't be taking this much time at the end of every show, but in the future, you'll just hear us say, hey, if you, if you like this content, please consider uh, heading over to gspn.tv plus to learn more about Plus Membership, and we encourage you until next time to join the community. Join the community.